Thanks for tuning in and making Res Life a part of your day. Whether this is your first time listening or this is a part of your weekly rhythm, we are glad you're here. If you'd like to connect more throughout the week, check us out at reslife.org, download our app, or follow us on social media. It's time for today's message, so let's dive in. We are in a series of messages, and we're, we're dealing with understanding our enemy, knowing Satan's devices. And, and right now, this particular part, we're, we're talking about Jesus as our deliverer. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11, the Bible says, least Satan should take advantage of us, for we're not ignorant of his devices. Now, unfortunately, much of the body of Christ will live their entire life as if the devil does not even exist. Right? But the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith. James said, submit to God, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Now, the last time the devil fled from you is the last time that you resisted him. So we, we as believers, we need to know his tactics. We need to know what does it look like when we are under a demonic attack, right? So that's really what we're dealing with. Now, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 28, Jesus said, but if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Part of the kingdom of God. That's what we're in. Jesus came. And this is what Jesus said. Repent. Some translations say, rethink your life because God's kingdom is here. Not is going to come when you go to heaven. God's kingdom is where? Here. Right? We think it's when we go to heaven, but God's kingdom is here. It's now. It's available. It's for you. Right? That's what Jesus came teaching. Right? Now, he said, if we deal with the devil, we cast out demons by the spirit of God, the kingdom of God. You're dealing with Satan and demon power is part of the kingdom of God. Now, we are not exalting the devil by becoming informed about the devil's tactics, right? He is, listen, he is a defeated foe. Colossians 2, he set himself, this is Jesus, he set himself and us free from all spirit powers of evil on the cross. Satan, the Bible talks about this, Psalms 22, it talks about the bulls of Basham. Right? It's actually talking about demon spirits. They're surrounding him. Right? Well, Jesus didn't just set himself free. He set us free right? from all spirit powers of evil on the cross. Right? Lovett's translation says, disarming him and his entire band of spirits down to the last devil, down to the last one. There are no demons exempt. They are a defeated foe. Right? Now, the problem is this. Adam let him in. And we'll talk about that in one of these weeks that are coming up. Right? But, so the result is he's here. He's defeated. But you and I need to demonstrate his defeat. Right? We need to take the authority that God has given us. He has to be confronted. Right? 
an illustration I think that, that kind of illustrates this is if you have a mailman who's delivering mail, he's going from house to house, and a, and, and, and a dog attacks him, right? So what he does is he leaves the mail in the truck and he gets spray. He gets a club. He gets all sorts of equipment on him so that the dog can't bite him and walks up and down the street looking for the dog. How many of you know he's missing his purpose? His purpose is to deliver mail. All right. Our purpose is to bring the kingdom. Now, we just deal with the devil as we're doing it. He shows up. We deal with the devil, but we aren't looking for devils. They're just around. Right? We're staying on our purpose. So in Matthew chapter 8, verse 16, it says, Now, when evening had come, they brought to him, Jesus, many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirit with a word and healed all who were sick. Now, again, unfortunately, demon-possessed is not really a great translation. It literally should be, it, it, the, the, the word in, in, in Greek is demonized, and it really could be just translated, be vexed by demons, vexed by demons, right? Other translations say afflicted, demonized, or demon trouble, right? So 1 John 5, verse 19 says, we know positively we're of God. How many of you know you're part of the kingdom of God? You're a child of God. You're forgiven. You're right with God. You know that. We know positively we are of God. And the whole world around us, they're different. They are under the power of the evil one. They're under the power, the control, the sway of the evil one. People say, why is all this bad stuff happening in the world? Because the devil's here. And the world is under the power, the sway, the control of the evil one. 2 Corinthians 4, 4, so Satan's name is God, small g, of this world, of this, this system, worldly system that we're in. All right. So we're going to look at an extreme case, and then we're going to break this down. Matthew chapter 5, beginning with the first verse. And when they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man who had an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. And the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains, in the tombs, crying out, cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshiped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, what do I have to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For Jesus said to him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. And when he asked him, then, excuse me, then he asked him, what's your name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion for we're many. Also, he begged him earnestly that he wouldn't send him out of the country. Now, a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountain. So all the demons begged him, saying, send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000, and the herd ran violently down a sleep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. And those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the city and the country. And they went out to see what it was that had happened. 
And they came to Jesus and they saw the one who had been demon possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it had happened to him who had been demon possessed and about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from their region. And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. This man becomes demonized. Today, they would, they would probably say that this man was clinically insane. Right? But the reason is he is, he is demonized. Right? The Bible does not specifically say what happened. Right? Often, the people become demonized as a result of idol worship, the occult. But one of the key things that brings demonic possession Right? is unnatural sexual behavior. Right? The Bible mentions here, it says unclean spirit. Right? I believe it's 22 times in the Gospels where Jesus is dealing with people. It talks about an unclean spirit. And it's talking about perverse sexual behavior. And probably at some point, this man had become engaged in some sort of sexual perversion. And ultimately, the enemy ended up taking a great deal of control of his life, right? So the, he literally, he cuts off association with his family and his friends. He becomes what we would call clinically insane. He is driven by demons. The Bible says that he's living in, a, in, in caves. Now, these caves are in a cliff, right? And this is where they're burying their dead. So this man is literally living in the cemetery, he wears no clothes. He mutilates his body. He's taking stones and he's cutting himself. The Bible says he has no rest. Day and night, he's wandering around. He's literally crying out and howling. Right? People are afraid of him because he's so violent. Right? They've taken, put him in chains and in shackles and he breaks them through demon power. Right? Jesus comes to the region. The man sees Jesus. He somehow knows if I can get to Jesus, there's hope, right? Every demon in, in hell could not keep him from Jesus. Jesus rebukes that spirit. The spirits go into the swine. Immediately, they, they kill themselves. And then this man gets clothed. He's sitting in front of Jesus, listening to Jesus as he's teaching. And the Bible says he's in his right mind. So we've talked about the first sign of demonic activity, is a withdrawal from social interaction. Right? This man withdrew from his friends, withdrew from his family. The second sign is a tormented mental state. Third sign, chronic depression. Fourth sign is fears, irrational fears and phobias. Right? Now, we've talked about those, so you can go back and, and look at those. Well, today, I want to start with the fifth verse, and I want to talk to you about chronic restlessness. And always. How often? Always. When? Night and day. He was in the mountains and in the tombs. He's crying out. He's cutting himself with stones. Right? Chronic restlessness. This man could not be still. 
This man, how can we say it? He had no peace. There was no peace. He's constantly moving. He's constantly uh, trying to, to, to fulfill something that's on the inside, and he's hurting so bad on the inside that he's cutting himself with stones so that the, the, the mental torment that he's going through seems sm- less than the physical torment of cutting himself. The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 7. It says, in the twilight, in the evening, in the black of night, it says, and there a woman met him. Now, this is a woman of the night, right? Um, one of the ways that, that people become demonized, listen, is through illicit sexual behavior, right? Illicit sexual behavior. In, in 2 Corinthians, it talks about, it literally says, that if you have sex with a harlot, it says you become, your, your English Bible says, one body with her, right? The Greek says one soma. It literally means the same slave, the same slave. In other words, when there is illicit sexual behavior, if there's demonic activity in the person that you're having sex with, that demonic activity slides over into you. You become the same slave. Um, sometime here in the next month or six weeks, uh, I want to talk to you about soul ties, right? And how these affect people. But this is how people get soul ties, right? It's through through illicit sexual behavior, right? And there was a woman who met him with the attire of a harlot, crafty in heart. She was loud and rebellious. Listen, her feet would not stay at home. At times, she's outside. At times, in the open square, lurking at every corner, right? She's on the move. She, can't, she has no peace, right? She's constantly moving. And when a person has no peace at all, and I'm not talking, listen, I'm not talking about when your kids eat a bunch of sugar, right? That will light all of our lights. That and caffeine, all right? But I'm just talking about when a person is driven, when they cannot be still. Right? The Bible tells us that the devil drives him. Right? He can't sit. He can't be still. He's constantly, constantly moving. But Jesus said, peace I leave with you, and my peace I give to you. Right? Uh, one of God, he, he has seven compound redemptive names in Hebrew. One of those names is Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah, your peace. Right? What Jesus came to give us was peace, right? So we would not be driven, right? Um, now, there's people that think they have peace, right? But they have peace. Well, the Bible says it this way, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, right? In other words, you can say no to the Holy Spirit so many times that you think what you're doing is all right. You have peace about it. But the truth is you're just deceived. Right? I remember before I became a Christian, I, I did not become a Christian until I was 20 years old. Now, I went to church every week, all right? but I was not a Christian. And don't think the devil doesn't come to church. The Bible says that Jesus is in the synagogue and a man who's demon-possessed cries out and saying, I know who you are. You're the son of God. Have you come to torment us before the time? You know where that demon was? He was in church. 
Listen, there's demons in church today. There's angels here, but there's demons here. Now, the good thing is they don't have any authority. We don't give it to them. All right. We're not afraid of the devil. Are you kidding? No, he's under our feet. All right. But we've got to submit to God and resist the devil. But I remember before I became a Christian. Now, I knew about God. I went to church every Sunday. All right. I went to church every Sunday morning and every Sunday night. I was better than most of you guys. All right. But now let me tell you something. Listen, listen, listen. I would not allow my mind to think about eternity. I would not because I knew there is a real hell and there is a real heaven. And I am not going to think about it. And you know what I had? I had peace. You say, why? Because I would not think about what was going to happen. Listen, everybody here, someday, if Jesus does not come back first, your body will wear out and die. You have no idea how many people will not think about that. They will not let their mind go there. Uh, People, they they don't want to think, hey, I'm I'm mortal. I'm going to die. I'm going to spend someplace for all of eternity. But you are going to. When a person is got constant restlessness on the inside, right? They just cannot be still. There's no peace. They're constantly moving. It's a sign of demonic activity. And then number six, unclean desires and lewd behavior. Unclean desires and lewd behavior. Again, 22 times in the gospel, it mentions unclean spirits, and it's an unclean sexual spirit. Think about it. This man is naked. Right? He's running around. He's naked. He doesn't wear any clothes. Public nudity is a sign of demonic activity. Got it? Public nudity is a sign of demonic activity. Now, we are living in peculiar times, perilous times. The Bible says it'll come to pass in the last days that perilous times will come. People are going to give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. But we're living in a time when the unclean, the unnatural, right? And the lewd is accepted and even celebrated, right? I'm going to make some statements here. And and I know some of you are not going to like it. But if I agreed with you, we would both be wrong, right? So I'm not going to, and I'm just going to tell you right now, Do not send me an email this week because I won't read it. All right. Homosexuality and this whole LBGTQ plus whatever letters they end up adding. All right. Is motivated by a demon spirit. All right. We love every single one of them. We love them. However, we're going to tell you the truth. If you're running out in the the, the highway and cars are coming and nobody stops you, they don't love you. And I know when you tell people the truth today, they go, you're homophobic. You're transphobic. No, we are not afraid of you. We love you. We want the best for you. And we're going to tell you the truth. The things that are done are not natural. They're demonic. They're not genetic. They're demonic, right? 
the gender dysphoria that's being propagated in our schools and what the present administration in Washington is pushing on our schools, on our kids, and on our society is demonic. It is demonic. Right? I don't know how to be more clear. Listen, we've got the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. You need to realize the kingdom, that word there, it's a political word. All right? And the devil loves to get involved in politics. And we're going to even hopefully get to that during this series sometime. All right? So telling somebody the truth right, does not mean you hate them. It means you love them. All right? And it doesn't mean you're, you're homophobic or, or you're transphobic. All right? Listen, this is what Jesus said. He said, make disciples of all nations. He did not say what we think he said. Make disciples in all nations. When Jesus said, make disciples of all nations, he's talking about a political system. You remember when Jesus comes, he comes as king of kings, Lord of lords, and he's going to set up a kingdom. All right. A political system. Right. And we pray your kingdom come. All right. Right now it comes in our lives, but the day's coming when he's coming back. Right? And he's going to enforce the kingdom. Romans chapter 1, verse 26. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burn in their lust for one another, men committing what is shameful. In receiving in themselves the penalty of their heir, which was due. Verse 28, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Message Bible says it like this. Refusing to know God, they soon didn't know how to be human either. Women didn't know how to be women. Men didn't know how to be men. How many know that's a picture of what's going on in our society today? All right. Sexually confused. This is the Bible. Right? I know somebody's going to say you shouldn't talk about that in church. This is the Bible. The church is about the Bible. Sexually confused. They abused and defiled one another. Women with women, men with men, all lust, no love. Since they didn't bother to acknowledge God, God quit bothering them and let them run loose. Right? That's what's happening in our society today. Right? Things that are unnatural, right? things that are perverse, are being promoted as natural and as right. And if you say it's wrong... You're homophobic. You're transphobic. No, you love them. And you're standing up and speaking truth. That's what you're doing. Right? And again, we love every person. Right? But we're going to tell you the truth. You're, you're, you're heading towards a precipice that is going to take you to an eternity separated from God. Right? Somebody needs to love you enough to tell you. All right. So we're going to go to Genesis chapter 2 a minute. Excuse me, Genesis chapter 6, verse 2. The sons of God 
fallen angels, saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, my spirit will not always strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days will be 120 years. And there were giants on the earth in those days. And also afterward, when the sons of God, fallen angels, came into the daughters of men and bore the children to them, these were the mighty men who were of old men of renown. Different translation. And it says it this way. This is Moffat. It was in those days that the Nephilim, fallen, giants rose on the earth, as well as afterwards, whenever angels had intercourse with the daughters of men and had children born to them. These were the heroes who were famous in the days of old. Most of you will remember a hero, by the way, in Greek mythology is half God and half human. Well, actually, they're half fallen angel and half human, but they're not completely human. Right? The Bible talks about this again in the book of Jude. Now, now, there's a reason that we're talking about this, so I want you to listen. All right? And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, these are the angels that had intimate relationships with women, but left their own abode. He has reserved an everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in similar manner to these have given themselves over to sexual immorality and have gone after strange flesh. All right? What the angels did, they went after strange flesh. All right? What Sodom and Gomorrah did, men with men, women with women, all right, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. In Peter, it talks about it when it says this in the third chapter. It says, by whom he, that's Jesus, also went and preached to the spirits in prison. That's these spirits of fallen angels, right, that God took and put in prison, right, until the day of judgment. Remember the other, the, the demon spirit said, have you come to torment us before the time? There's a time. But there are some that left their proper domain. They, they went outside of the scope of the normal and the natural to the unnatural. And they were put into a compartment of, and kept in everlasting chains of darkness. Verse 20 says, who formerly were disobedient when once the divine long suffering waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is eight souls, were saved through water. So there are basically, there are three main, how would we say it, theories, because I would call any of these a theory, all right, of where demons came from, all right? The first one is that demons are fallen angels, right? It's possible. The second um, is that demons are from a pre-Adamic race. And this is typically referred to as the gap theory, right? So in Genesis chapter one, God creates the heavens and the earth. Verse two says, and the earth was without form and void. And there was darkness over the face of the earth. Other translations say it like this, the earth was catastrophic. And there was gross darkness over the face of the earth. Like there had been a catastrophe because the earth was without form was can also be translated became. 
became. Right? So what Bible scholars say, some say, all right, is that in between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2, there was some sort of a race of beings that was on planet Earth. Right? And somehow they, in rebellion against God, all right, and God came and destroyed the earth with the flood, right? called the gap theory. Um, it would explain a lot of dinosaurs. It would explain the earth being 13 billion years old. Right? It would explain a lot of things, but that's a theory. Right? And then there is a third theory. Well, let me, this, in Isaiah 45, it says this, verse 18. For thus said the Lord God who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who has established it and did not create it in vain, who formed it to be inhabited, right? But something happens so it wasn't inhabited. So that's the gap theory, all right? And then there is the, the third theory, all right, um, that demons are the spirits of the people, but that they're not human people, that were, cre- that, that were born as a result of angelic beings being intimate with women. So these beings are, are born. The Bible talks about them being born, all right? But they're not human, all right? And, well, where should we go with that? <laughs> and there were giants on the earth in those days and also afterward. So this didn't just happen before the blood. It happened some after the flood, all right? When the sons of God... The Nephilim, the fallen angels, came to the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, and they were mighty men who were of old renown. Um, until the beginning of the fifth century. Right? So from the time of Noah until Jesus, and even after, all Jews believed that demons were the result of angels and women cohabiting and producing a race of people that were not human and died and their spirits are still here. And that's what a demon is. Okay. Um, Josephus talks about it. Now, uh, how many have read Pilgrim's Progress? Several. Jeannie and I read that quite some time ago. John Bunyan's book. It is the most read, listen, it is the most read book in all of history except for the Bible. Right? Now, it's a good book for Christians, but it's not the Bible. It's not inspired by God. All right. Um, Josephus, the Jewish historian, talks about this in Antiquities of the Jews. The book of Enoch, which is quoted in the Bible, but was rejected as being scripture by the early church. But it is quoted in the Bible. It talks about this. The book of the giants. Again, same thing. All right, was, was, was considered a Christian book, but not scripture. All right, um, the book of Enoch is extremely clear, and so is the book of the giants, all right, that demons are the offspring of fallen angels and women. All right, now what happened is these sexually perverse spirits. Right? Because what they did in those days was perverse, sexually perverse. Right? 
Now, the reason that we're talking about this is this, because a demon, what it does when it comes, listen, this is for sure, all right? It tries to make you what it is, all right? If it is a sexually perverse spirit, it will try to make you sexually perverse, all right? Now, some time ago, I had a young man come and talk with me, and this is what he said. He said, he said Pastor, I think I'm a homosexual. This is what I said to him. I said, you are not a homosexual, but there is a demon that is attaching itself to you, and it is a homosexual demon, and it will try to make you be and do what it is. It will drive you, right? It will drive you towards that, right? So where demons came from really is not the most important thing. The most important thing to understand is this, that when a demon comes, it will try to make you what it is, right? It will try to bring into your life what, what you are. Now, in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14, oh, I'm going too long. All right. Inasmuch then as the children, that's you and me, have partaken of flesh and blood, right? you live in a flesh and blood body. He, Jesus, himself shared in the same. Jesus came in a body just like yours, flesh and blood. Right? The Bible says back in Genesis chapter 6 that, G, that uh, Noah was perfect in his generations, right? literally in his DNA. Right? He was perfect in his DNA. Right? There, there, there was no mingling of angelic perversion in his DNA. Right? So when Jesus came, he came in a flesh and blood body just like yours. And you know who we can save? People in a flesh and blood body, just like yours. That's why demons cannot be saved. Right? They cannot repent and get saved because they don't have a flesh and blood body. The fact is, you can only be saved as long as you live in a flesh and blood body. You know, I've talked to people who said, well, when I die, I stand before God. I'm just going to tell them how sorry I am. Well, it's too late because you're not in a flesh and blood body. See, the second you die... You will be sealed for all of eternity. You will either be right with God or you will not be right with God. And you can change your mind, but you can't change your eternity because you're sealed. Right? So Jesus came in a flesh and blood body just like yours in order to redeem you. But you can only receive what he did as long as you live in a flesh and blood body. Fallen angels... Uh, a combination of human and angel, they cannot be saved. They cannot be saved, right? Then compulsive and addictive behavior, number seven. It says, for, he, for it, the spirit, had often seized him. What did it do? It seized him, right? And he was driven by demons into the world. He was driven. He was seized, right? Uh, I, I would say it this way. That compulsive, addictive behavior, where you, you where you are seized, where you are driven towards something, all right? Whether it's drugs, alcohol, illicit sex, pornography, gambling, and the list goes on. But when you are seized, right? When you are driven towards that thing, it is a sign of demonic activity. You're, you are under demonic attack. Right now, we're going to get to this in, in the coming weeks. But this is what it says about this man. It says that no one could tame him. Right? No one could tame him. When you have this compulsive behaviors, right? That we just some of them we just mentioned. 
all right? Drugs, alcohol, illicit sex, pornography, gambling. And, and again, the list goes on. And you cannot tame it, right? You say, I will never do that again. And four days later, you did it again. You said, I will never do that again. And next week, you do it again. And you say, I will never do that again. And tomorrow, you do it again. And you say, I will never do that again. And you're doing it again. And you're doing it again. And you're doing it again. Week after week. Month after month. Year after year. I will never. But you're doing it. And you're doing it. And you're doing it again. 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 It is a compulsive behavior. You are under demonic attack. You are being driven, all right? You are being seized, all right? You, you go for a period of time, and it's like, man, no problem, no problem. This is so easy. And then all of a sudden, it seizes you, all right? And you feel driven towards that thing, all right? Sign of a demonic attack, right? Now, here's the good news, right? Jesus defeated the devil. But he didn't just defeat the devil, all right? He arose victorious over death and sin, and the devil, right? There is forgiveness, there is cleansing, and there is victory in Jesus, right? Forgiveness, cleansing, and victory in Jesus, all right? Well, I went way long, but I decided I was going to get three, no matter what, (laughs) all right? So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads for just a moment, and I'm just going to say something again. It doesn't matter what sin it is. We love every sinner. We love them. But we aren't going to validate their behavior. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And we need to say, look, this is the truth. There is forgiveness for you. There's cleansing for you. There is freedom for you. You do not need to keep going in the direction that you're going. There is truth. Now, uh, at the close of this service, I'm just going to mention that our prayer team is going to be up here. If you feel like I need prayer today, um, I want you to come forward. The prayer team is going to be here. Right? Jesus, is, Jesus came, but this, listen, this is the reason he came. He came to be king, to be Lord. He, he came not to give people fire insurance. A lot of people, well, I I want to just get saved so that I don't go to hell and then I'm going to keep going the way I was going, right? Jesus, this is what Jesus said. If anyone will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Jesus is saying, I didn't come so you could add me to your life. I came to change your life. I I love it. In in, uh, the King James, it says Jesus came saying, repent. Other translations say it like this. Jesus came and and said, rethink your life because the kingdom of God's here, right? The kingdom is here. It's now. It's for you. It's available. But the kingdom of God is giving the king, Jesus, your life. It's not, well, I'm just going to live for myself and add Jesus. No, Jesus said, you need to deny yourself and take up your cross. Take up my, my will for your life. Live for me. Be a part of my kingdom. Right? The kingdom of God is not when you die and go to heaven. We pray your kingdom come. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's here. It's now. And it is for you. Right? So with that said, 
There's people here, you've lived for God all your life, for decades and decades. There's some of you, you're here, at one time you really did, you, you gave your heart to Jesus, you lived for Jesus, but you've drifted away, right? And today you should come back and renew your commitment and give your heart, your life to him and let him be the king of your life. And there's others, you've never given him your heart and life and you don't even know where you stand with God, right? But you need to give him your heart and your life. So this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna pray a prayer together, right? And the Bible says this, whosoever, that's you, will call on the name of the Lord. That is what we're gonna do, the way the Bible shows us to. And this is God's promise, we'll be saved. You pray this prayer from your heart, right? And you live this prayer. You're going to be right with God on your way to heaven. So I'm going to ask everybody to pray this prayer out loud. Make these words your own. Would you repeat this after me? Say, oh God, I believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe his blood paid for my sins. And I believe he rose again. Victorious over death, over sin, over the devil and every demon. I give Jesus my heart and my life. I hold nothing back. I receive him as my king. And I'm going to live for him. And I thank you. You've heard my prayer. My past is gone. I'm a part of your kingdom. You are my Lord. And I'm going to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information, if you're in need of prayer or just want to connect with the community, go to reslife.org, follow us on social media, or email us anytime at reslife at reslife.org. We hope you have a blessed day, and we will see you again soon.